Good. And locked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks made a trade. So why are we talking about this on Goals Thursday? Find out on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Thursday. It is San Diego Goals Thursday. And before I start, a quick shout out once again to the Mad Hat Hucksters, which is the music that you hear in the background. They are a San Diego-based band. So once again, nice little shout out to the Mad Hat Hucksters. Check them out. All right, uh, welcome to Goals Thursday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast anywhere that podcasts are heard. And my personal Twitter is at StippyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right, let's get started. Let's talk about the trade that took place overnight. So technically, the Anaheim Ducks made a trade, but really, this is a minor league deal And this has a lot to do with the San Diego goals because they had a game last night at El Segundo. It ended well for the goals, but there was one little catch. Here's exactly what happened. The San Diego goals, sorry, the Anaheim Ducks made a trade with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Anaheim Ducks received Alexander Volkov from Tampa Bay in exchange for Antoine Morand and a 2023 7th round pick. That's a conditional pick. We still do not know what the conditions are. But you know what's the funny thing about this? Antoine Morand just got done playing a game in El Segundo. He just got done beating up on the Ontario Reign. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert. The goals beat the Reign once again at El Segundo. We've seen this before. The last time the goals beat the Reign at El Segundo... That was the overtime winner, the 5-4 victory, and that was Jamie Drysdale's. I think that might have been his last game with San Diego, or one of his last games with the goals. So, yeah, this is the trade. Once again, just Volkov for Antoine Morand, a 20-23 7th-round pick. That's it. Look, this is a minor league deal for all intents and purposes because Morand is right now with the goals. He's got some pretty decent upside Let's talk about who the Ducks, sorry, the goals received first. So, Alexander Volkov. No, not the basketball player. Oh, wait. No, that's someone else. Yeah, Alexander Volkov, the hockey player. He spent most of his time in the MHL. He is Russian. He's from Moskva, Russia. He's been in the States for a few years. He was a career AHLer, and about when I say career AHLer, I mean he's only 23 years old. He still has some upside. He finally cracked through the NHL roster and had his first, I guess, real taste of NHL hockey this season. In 19 games, he has five points. He's one of those fourth liner guys. He'll be a healthy scratch sometimes. But he's an NHL slash AHL type player. Uh, In his previous three seasons with the Syracuse Crunch, he scored a whopping 123 points. And he had 46 plus 9, 55 goals with the Syracuse Crunch before being dealt. So once again, that is Alexander Volkov. 
So I've seen a little bit of his play, and I do want to find out a little bit more about him. So I'll have to get my Syracuse correspondent out here. But when you think about Volkov, I think, well, this kid has been really good on the AHL. From what little I've seen of him, he's got a pretty decent shot. Uh, One of the big things about Volkov, as far as I know, is he's got an accurate shot. So once again, I'll find out more about him because I do have my minor league connections, thank goodness. So that's who the Ducks get. Who the Ducks are giving up is someone that is more beloved in San Diego, and that is Antoine Morand. Uh, He is now with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He'll most likely go to the Syracuse Crunch. Morand has played the previous two seasons with the San Diego Gulls. He was the captain for the Halifax Mooseheads a couple years ago. He's only 22 years old. And he's from uh, Shakurage. I can never say this name. I would have to get Laura Saba on this. But I think it's Shakurage, Quebec. I'm going to get Laura. I'm going to have to get Laura on here and have her pronounce this correctly. But I'm pretty sure I'm saying it correctly. If I'm not, my apologies to you, Laura, if you're listening my sincere apologies. Moran spent last year with the goals and had five goals for 16 points. This season, kind of a slow start for Antoine Moran. Only one goal so far this season. Uh, that's kind of a big ouch. He has fallen off a little bit this season. And I know he's beloved in San Diego. And he has had some very good games. He's had some not so good games recently. But he is a very good defensive player. Um, I mean, he is a center position player. He's not been on the first two lines with San Diego. In fact, he's been more of like third, fourth line. But he does still have great value to the San Diego goals. So he will be missed in that center position. And what they're getting back is someone who's a pretty good shot, but I think will end up going to the San Diego goals. And I'm sure they're thinking about this too. The goals are going to lose Braden Tracy maybe to the OHL. They've already lost Jamie Drysdale because the OHL could be starting. And as far as that conditional 7th, it's a 7th round pick, guys. That's kind of an inconsequential pick if you ask me. So, yeah, that's the trade that the Ducks made. This is going to wind up affecting the minor leagues more, which is why I bring it up now on goals Thursday. Because Miranda is going to go to the crunch And Volkov will likely go to the goals. Or maybe he'll be a fourth liner for the Ducks. Who knows? But this doesn't really, I guess, concern this this much money. Because Miranda is making $778. Volkov is making about $700,000. So the Ducks save about $78,000 for what it's worth, I guess. They save some money. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission but let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. And they are currently in the enticing eight. And that big matchup that I talked about yesterday, Cookies and Cream came out victorious. Today's matchup, today being Thursday, it is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. I like both these flavors I can't decide which one I'm going to vote for, so I will leave that up to you. Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff 
in today's Enticing 8. And be sure to check out the Built Bar Bracket tomorrow because this is the big one. Cookie Dough Chunk versus White Chocolate Birthday Cake for a berth in the Final Four. Or I'm sorry, the Flavorful Four. And while you're at BuiltBar.com, buy some of these amazing Built Bars, including Cookies and Cream, Mint Brownie, Cookie Dough, Birthday Cake, Caramel Brownie, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Check it out at BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. And once again, that is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. All right, we're going to talk about some of the recent goals games, and we'll get to those goals games on the other side. BetOnline.ag is the trusted online sportsbook, and they have all the sports going on right now, including MLB, NBA, March Madness, and of course, the National Hockey League. And why not try your bets right now at BetOnline.ag? On your first deposit, enter promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. So we have a few games to talk about. One that I don't want to delve on too much, and the other two I think are a little bit more fun to talk about. One of those that I saw. So the first game they played was last Saturday, March 20th, against the Tucson Roadrunners. This one was not close. This one was a TV game. It it was bad, folks. It was really bad. I only saw maybe two periods, and that was enough that I had to see because the goals just looked completely lost out there. They gave up a number of goals to start. Really, the first period was all Tucson, and it wasn't even close. Uh, Just watching the goals' defense on this one, they looked scattered. They looked completely scattered. Yeah, B.O. Grew got the first goal for the goals. But after that, it was all Tucson as they scored five consecutive goals after that. And this was a game that I talked about in last week's locker room. Ryan McGregor, Dyson Mayo, Ryan McGregor, Kevin Roy, and Jeremy Gregoire. They all scored goals for Tucson. It was 5-1 after one period. And that was pretty much the whole game because after that, it was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, DeLeo got a power play goal. But then Tucson scored again. It was a 6-2 final score. Not a whole lot of fighting going on. Tucson just looked completely dominant in the first 20 minutes of the game. And that was it. And it's sad to say, but there was a penalty shot that also could have been worse. Ryan McGregor did get a shot off against Jeff Glass, but that wasn't a goal. Really, Jeff Glass looked... He looked lost, folks. That's all I can say about it. Once again, 6-2 was the final on Saturday. Then we went to Sunday's game. You knew that San Diego was going to come back and come out firing because there was some lineup changes that took place. Max Galode, or Maximum Galode, haha, he returned to the lineup. So he went right to the top line, right along with Sam Carrick and Potts. So there was a little bit of line shifting going on to Leo Kendop. Uh, they were on the second line, so a little bit of shifting. Also, Ole Eriksson Ek got a well-deserved start, and he had a supremely better start than Jeff Glass did. First off, San Diego came out like they were on a mission. They came out much better in the first, much more energy, and to be quite honest, 
they played with a lot more physicality. <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, Sam Carrick did get hit with a puck in the face, so he went right to the locker room. Sam Carrick did leave the game, but came right back in the second period, and it was the Michael Bunting show for the first 10 minutes of that period because he scored not one, but two power play goals to put Tucson up 2 to nothing. And honestly, the penalty kill did not look good for the goals at all. But then fast forward, and it was all San Diego after that. Guess who got things going? Guess who came back in the second period? Sam Carrick. Captain Carrick got things going with his seventh of the season on assists from Potts. And his brother, Trevor Carrick, he got in on the action as well. So that was kind of the moment of the game where it really felt like things completely turned around. They fought back big time. Sam Carrick was definitely out for revenge, not only for earlier in the game, but he was on a mission from the previous game. They had lost 6-2. They got bushwhacked in the first period last game. He came back right away, and he was out with a vengeance. Uh, That goal was a pretty good one for the goals because I was from the point Trevor Carrick and Sam Carrick, he pretty much just picked up the loose change, picked up the garbage right on the left side of the goalie. Yeah, he just kind of picked it up there. His seventh of the season, once again, that made it two to one. And I mean, Prosvitov did play a good game up until that point. Up to then, Prosvitov looked really good. And that's when you finally heard something that we haven't heard in a long time. The cheering of the San Diego fans. And by the way, a special shout out, very special shout out to all the San Diego goals fans that made the trip out to Tucson. Some of you were shown on TV and it showed that you guys are some of the most passionate fans in all of minor league hockey. These fans know how to travel. And for those of you that don't live in SoCal, I got to tell you, quick story. San Diego fans really came out last year during the AHL All-Star Game. And I got to talk to a few of them and they said they would not miss it for the world. And a lot of them came on a bus. Yeah, they actually got a bus together and had all of them come up to Ontario for the entire weekend. They were there on Sunday. Some of them even came out to the Hall of Fame ceremony that took place at the Ontario Convention Center. They were out there. There are some great fans out there, several of whom I have talked to. And it was great to see you guys out there. As my Yeah, my dog, she likes it too. She'll be part of the ad read right now as well. So... Going on to the third period, it was all San Diego. Sam Carrick scored again. Then Josh Mahura, and then B.O. Grew. He got his sixth goal of the season. He's been on a tear lately. That was the final score, 4-2. to two. I really wanted to talk about that goal by Sam Carrick because that's what really got things going for the San Diego goals. And then they came out with a massive, massive energy in the third period. And then they scored again, and again, and again. Uh, the hat trick watch was on for Sam Carrick, and that was another kind of, I don't want to say a garbage goal, but Sam Carrick was right in front of the crease once again. That's how he's been getting his goals lately. So once again, that was a good one. But that third one from Josh Mahura, my God, he ripped that one from the point. He blasted it. That made it three to two. And then the Tucson... Um, <laughs> yeah, how can I put this? The announcer was a little bit subdued during that part of the game. Subdued is a is a kind word. 
I think my dog agrees. That was a kind word, right? Was that a really kind word to say? Yeah, she's not talking here. She's staring at me going, really? I don't think so. And then B.O. Grew, he got one tipped in. That was from the point. So Brendan Gooley, he shot it from about the blue line, and that was deflected in by Benoit Olivier Grew. So that was the 4-2 to final. Uh, Coach Deneen, I thought, did a very good job on this game, shifting the lines throughout the game and finding what worked. So once again, that was a 4-2 to final score at Tucson, and congrats to the fans that came out and saw that one. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Maybe you're like me and you drive a Toyota. Or maybe you're like Tamu Solani and you drive a Rolls Royce or a Lambo or one of those other fancy cars that he has. He has a bunch of fancy cars. I kind of envy him in that way. But if you want to go and get car parts at a decent price, go to rockauto.com. They have been family-owned and operated for over 20 years. Once again, that's rockauto.com. In the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once more, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the second intermission, we're going to talk about the game that took place last night at El Segundo. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so last night at El Segundo turned out to be the last game. I still can't believe this for Antoine Morant. So the way this went down last night, the Ducks, or rather the Gulls, the baby Ducks, I call them sometimes, they went down to El Segundo and absolutely kicked butt early on. They got off to another fast start, but I thought there was a critical bad move by Ontario. First, newly acquired Charlie Samper. He scored his first professional goal. Congrats. And then guess who scored again? Andrew Polarowski. Potts got his fifth of the season. He's been on a tear recently. That made it 2-0 San Diego. But the big move that happened right there was, for some reason, Ontario Reign head coach John Robluski, he decided to pull Matthew Villalta. Why? I don't know. I mean, that last goal may have been a little bit of a softball. That second goal that happened kind of came on a quick turnaround play where Maxime Gallaud kind of got the puck loose. Paul Dorowski collected it from along the boards, did a little spin move, and scored it on not a horrible angle. It wasn't that bad of an angle. I don't know what Robluski saw, but that wasn't worth pulling Volata out of the game. I'm sorry, but I think at the time... That was the absolute wrong decision to make, and it would pay later on. In the second period, though, Jacob Doty scored his first, then Captain Sam Carrick comes through once again. Guess who got the assist on this one? Andrew Polarowski and his brother Trevor Carrick. We've seen this before. So it was 3-1, to one, but then Ontario came right back. Mark Alt scored. Quentin Byfield, he's been on a tear lately. He scored his sixth of the season. That made it a 3-3 tie game. But in the third period, I just talked about this. Maxime Gallaud got his first goal of the season. He was the first star of the game, and that was a beauty of a goal. But, but, 
maybe J.F. Barube should have gotten that one because that wasn't the super fastest shot. I mean, the shot that Sam Carrick made, that was a wicked shot. Galode was a good shot, but that was one that maybe Barube wants back later on in the game. With one second left, Antoine Morand scored his first goal of the season, an empty netter, and that's your final score, 5-3. to three. Can you imagine Antoine Morand scores an empty net goal with one second left to end the game, and then no more than a half hour later, you find out that you've been traded? Really? <laughs> I don't know if that's the quickest turnaround between scoring a goal and being traded. But there it is. So maybe his stock rose somewhat. But he is a fan favorite player. Once again, that was his first and only goal as a San Diego goal this season. And once again, final score, 5-3 to three in favor of the goals. So where does that leave San Diego in the standings? They're about middle of the road. They had been struggling. They've won two in a row. They are back up to fourth place in the Pacific Division. Only a point behind Colorado as far as points, percentage, all that stuff. So they're right there. San Jose is behind. Tucson is in sixth place. And Ontario still mired in last place in the Pacific Division. Ontario is 6-12-2. They're exactly halfway through their season. It's not looking good for Ontario. As far as San Diego, they've played 21 games. They're 11-10. They have no overtime losses. All their overtimes have been wins, which is good for San Diego. They come up with some pretty key games later on, and I'll preview those games right now. So upcoming schedule for San Diego. Tomorrow, that's Friday, they play the Bakersfield Condors in Irvine. Then Saturday, they play the Tucson Roadrunners in Irvine. Then next Wednesday, it is the Freeway Series once again. It is San Diego versus the Ontario Reign. That also takes place in Irvine. That's a 7... Actually, they're all 7 o'clock starts Pacific time zone. So we got three games coming up this week. And then the schedule begins to get a little bit crazy. We got some back and forth between some home games, some road games. It'll be a fun last month and change. So be sure to stay tuned to the Locked On Podcast Network and to this podcast as, once again, every Thursday, we highlight the San Diego goals. And that will do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. And be sure to send some will wishes to Antoine Morant. He'll be missed. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe. And please follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You can hear this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be heard. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Be kind to one another and ducks and gulls fly together.